What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Seeking Excellence Podcast. This is great to be with you today. And I got a fun message. It's going to be a shorter message that came from me this past week. So this past, like, I think it was Tuesday evening. Um, it was really cool outside. We're getting in that great time. Dude, this perfect, wonderful time of Denver, late summer, where it's just like it's hot during the day, but it really cools off at night, like high 60s, low 70s down to the high 50s at nighttime. It's amazing. The mornings are great. Love and life. But it's evening time, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out, mow the lawn, do some things. And I almost always listen to Bigger Pockets podcast while I'm mowing my lawn. If you've never heard of Bigger Pockets and you're remotely interested in real estate investing, I highly recommend it. They recently had this opportunity to, I need to look up this guy's name, interview. They, they, they've done interviews with a bunch of different people because they were at the like Spotify recording studio in I think Los Angeles. And so they have recorded like with like Alex Hermosi, like a bunch of like kind of self-help ish people. And they did an episode that I listened to um, just recently that, Oh, this is all my unplayed that I really, really enjoyed. And so I listened to it ended up being like, I did a lot of yard work. And so I was out there for a long time. Um, his name is Greg Harden. And so this one came out August 27th. So if you look up bigger pockets and I'll be sharing it, you know, here on locals and everything like that to make it easy for you. But this guy, Greg Harden was Tom Brady's coach. And the title of the podcast is you don't need to be the best to get the best results. And so he's a performance coach and like, a you know, behavioral therapist, you know, he's not like a football coach, football coach. And so he helped Tom with a lot of his kind of mindset and heart issues, right? How we approach the game, how he approach, approach his craft. And he's most known, and this is kind of the, the theme of today, he coined this phrase that you should give 100%, 100% of the time. And I really, really love that. And I love it for a number of different reasons. But I especially appreciate the way that he kind of broke it down. And Rob Abasolo, who's one of my favorites in the real estate investing space and real estate investing world, he pushed back on it. He said, how am I supposed to give 100%, 100% of the time? It doesn't even make any sense. Who could possibly do that? And what, what Coach Greg Harden, what he basically was bringing it down to is he said, you know what? You really can't, right? You can't give 100% at 100% of the things 100% of the time. He said, what you can do is give 100% to whatever you're doing 100% of the time. And he said that extends into even your rest time, obviously your time with family, whenever you're at work. And different things like that. And so for me, I, I'm always very motivated and moved by challenges to give, you know, 100. Or like Eric Thomas is one of my favorite motivational speakers. And he talks about going 120. He talks about giving 120% in everything that you do. And, uh, you know, I, I've given, and you, you've heard me talk about this a couple times this week now, but I've had this uh, feedback form for a lot of podcast listeners. And thank you. Uh, you know, a few dozen of you guys have filled that out and it's been helpful just getting some of that feedback. But one thing that somebody said to me that really stuck out was talking about how the uh, bringing the kind of mama mentality into the Catholic space, into his faith life, into every aspect of his life, and hearing that from the podcast was really helpful for him. And that's something I want to do more of. I want to talk about this. And so for me, I felt very convicted when I heard about this, giving 100%, 100% of the time, because I fail at that constantly. Um, I, I tend to be very distracted. I, I don't think of somebody with like ADD or ADHD, but I just, I mean, I can go home and while I'm talking to my wife, pull out my phone and start to scroll. 
Um, when I'm playing with my dog, I got to listen to YouTube videos, you know, while I'm doing that, while I'm working out, I'm either listening to podcasts, listening to music. Um, which, some of these aren't inherently bad, right? The last one being probably the least uh, bad of the examples, but then also at work, like listening to TV or listening to things while I'm working. Like I'm talking, listening to like shows and podcasts, right? Sports talk and all that kind of stuff while I'm working. Um, prayer time tends to be very distracted. And so really just thinking about in my own life, I know that I crush it the most when I can be the most focused and give myself certain periods of time. One of my kind of productivity hacks that I like to use is, is super, super simple. Um, and I just try to give myself like a, a certain period of time to say like, okay, I put a timer on the clock and say, I'm going to see how many emails I can get through or how much X, Y, or Z, right? And see how many of the things am I to do is I can get through in the next 90 minutes in the next 60 minutes and actually set a timer and put it up on my phone. It's like, I can't use my phone, can't listen to anything. And I'm just going to try to crank through this. And those are some of my most fun times of my day when I actually challenge myself to do things that way. And so I want us all to, to reflect on, you know, coming towards the end of the week this week and going into the weekend. I just love taking time to reflect and to think about how am I actually spending my time? How are you actually providing yourself with time for silence? so You can actually think about these things. It's amazing to me. I try to incorporate, you know, Emily and I are trying to incorporate uh, deeper, longer gym times on the weekends. And what I mean by that is we, we're trying to more intentionally rest. This can be a time where one of us, we take turns going to the gym. We don't do it together because we have a son. But one of us, we take turns going to the gym. And um, this is the day where you hit the massage chair, where you're definitely stretching after the workout. Because a lot of times during the week, right, today's going to be insane. This is why I, this is going to be a shorter shorter uh, end of the week podcast because and shorter live stream on locals because it's just it's just a nutty day, right? I got a, a podcast recording today with a guest. I've got a dentist appointment this afternoon. We got our first RCIA meeting tonight, which is going to be two hours. And so just a lot of the days just eaten up in big chunks, which is difficult. So if I do sneak to go to the gym between the dentist and um, going home for dinner before we leave for RCIA uh, that we're helping to lead, you know, at our parish, we're volunteering at our parish. Uh, it's going to be a quick one, right? Like we're talking about a 30 minute workout, maybe, maybe 45 if you push it, but there's no stretching afterwards, no cool down, right? There's no real warm up. Um, and so that's what we try to use on the weekends. And what I've, I've started to implement as well is I try to do a little bit of swimming because I also find it really both relaxing and just helpful to um, use the steam room. The sauna at our gym at the Choose Fitness we go to is pretty whack. The sauna is pretty weak, but the steam room is mother love and bump and dude, it is I mean, you want to tell you something that gets your soul right. It's so damn hot up in there. You're like, hey, let's uh, let's get, let's get my soul together. You get into that steam room and you're like, I need to go to confession. I can't do this forever. Um, but I'm sure it's a drier heat. Uh, I would I would assume in hell than than what you find in the steam room. Anyways, I find the steam room is great. What I love about the sauna, you know, you have a lot of people scrolling on their phones. Uh, some people are crazy and bring like head, headphones and stuff into the steam room. I guess they have waterproof headphones. I do not. And so all this to, to get to is that I love the mother freaking steam room because the steam room forces me to just sit there quietly for like 15, 20 minutes. And I just think about my week and I think about my life and I think about these types of things. And I'm always amazed when I, when I force myself to not listen to music or podcasts in the car, when I force myself to walk the dog without listening to something. It's amazing to have. Yeah, exactly. When you can pray in the steam room, I have this, um, one of my favorite ways to pray in the steam room is I have this uh, wallet rosary. It's like metal. It's kind of like the shape of a credit card. And it's got 10 holes around it. And it's awesome. 
And you can take that in anywhere, right? And, and there's certain rosaries you can take, but there's a lot that you don't want to take to the steam room. But it's amazing how when you set yourself some silence time, and this is why people run from silence, right? There's a, I'm going to be recording in a couple of weeks with one of my best friends who's long time wanted to get on the podcast. He's one of the co-founders of Hallow. And a lot of his story that we'll go into is being hit when he would try to meditate or using, he was using secular meditation apps when he was working in, you know, finance and, and crushing it in life. But his soul was really suffering. When he, he noticed that when he would sit in silence and just think, the, life's big questions about marriage and purpose and vocation, and all this stuff was coming up. And he didn't like that at the time because the soul wasn't, you know, uncomfortable with facing the truth, with facing the light. And that's how it is for a lot of us, right? But we keep ourselves busy. We keep ourselves distracted constantly, um, whether we like it or not, whether it's intentional or, or unintentional or subconscious. But we, we're constantly doing that, right? We're constantly just kind of running around and listening to different things and keeping ourselves busy. And it's just beautiful how, and, and you know, I got to have this experience too about a week and a half ago when Emily and I, we went up to the mountains just for a night and tried to do some intentional phone downtime and reflecting on the last year of her life more intentionally and thinking about goals she has for this year of, of 27, you know, for her. I tried to do it more intentionally when I turned 30 of just reflecting back on how this last decade go, man. What are your goals for the next 10 years of your life. And that's a list I'm still working on and still got to kind of finalize. And obviously you don't have to finalize it. You can still add to it and things like that. But my point is that when you focus on giving 100%, 100% of the time, that means that when I go to pray, I leave my phone behind, right? I put my phone away. I turn my phone off. Obviously there's circumstances or, or situations where maybe you can't do that, but where feasible, I'm going to limit the distractions that I have. When I'm walking my dog, when I'm playing with my dog, let me give my dog the full attention that she deserves, the full attention that 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 she wants, you know, and, and that way I'm not frustrated later because I half-assed playing with her and giving her time, and then she wants much more later on in the evening when I'm trying to do something else. If I'm working, let me be 100% focused on working, right? And and I, I notice it's, it's funny because I do the same things, right? Sometimes I'm reading work emails while I'm talking to Emily, and sometimes I'm texting Emily when I'm I'm on a work call. And it's like, this, this is how life goes, right? We, we just are constantly given like 60, 40, 70, 30 of our selves to different things at a time. But I want to challenge you this upcoming week. How can you focus more on being radically present, radically engaged in whatever it is that you're doing? And think about reflecting your own life. What are the things that you find most distracting? One thing I'm trying to move more and more towards is only using social media when I'm posting or engaging with other people on social media but stop turning to social media as a place of entertainment for myself, which is something that's very challenging because I really, really love watching reels. I really, really enjoy just scrolling. I think, I mean, I love reading things on there. Like I like reading articles and things like that, like longer posts. So it's not just like pure, you know, making me dumber, even though it is making me dumber a lot of it. There's no doubt about it. Um, And I don't have, I don't have much to spare in that department. You know what I mean? So I got to be careful with how much dumber I'm getting, but I'm trying to move away from from using social media as entertainment and start moving towards, okay, I use this as a platform to engage with other people, to share things I think are worth sharing with other people, to share my ideas that I'm wrestling with and working out and, you know, conversing about with with people in real life and to share that online so that it can reach a broader audience. But it's not meant to be a place and a source of, of pure entertainment for me. And so that's something that I'm, I'm trying to get to as well. It's just understanding that. And so... For you, what what are the other things? Maybe it is, you know, you need to stop listening to things in the car. Where can you give yourself more time? It's amazing how when you start to provide yourself with more silence in your life, yes, it can be more uncomfortable. Yes, it can be less 
entertaining. Yes, you might have justifications. Maybe you're using good apps or you're listening to podcasts where you're learning things or you're listening to Christian music. But I would just challenge you to think about ways that you might be able to find more silence in your life. And how can you be more focused in what you're doing? Now, giving 100%, 100% of the time is not just about being present. It's also about pushing yourself. And so if I am doing these things, how can I do it to be most effective and to get the most out of it and to bring my best to whatever I'm doing? So that means when I show up to the gym, you know, I, I was really motivated last night because I was watching, um, uh, I forget what it's called, uh, Untold on Netflix. We're, watch, we're going through the series on um, we're we're going through the series on uh, Florida, and so if you watch on Florida uh, now, I am not an Urban Meyer fan. If you know anything about me, you know I love the University of Michigan. So Urban Meyer is not my guy. But what I did appreciate about seeing how Urban Meyer turned Florida around is he was just a bastard man. He was just he was just cold and he was just running it like military style. And watching these guys, it's amazing when you see this. Right, they're kind of doing this juxtaposition between Siler and Spikes the two linebackers, one of whom really embraced this kind of approach to life and, and this approach to coaching and this approach to masculinity and strength that was just like, give everything, like be miserable, um, lay it all out there every day. And the other one wasn't like that. It's just kind of like to run on like natural talent. And I think it's interesting. You don't know which one of those two you are until you get into it. Right. And I think I got a little of both in me. Um, but I definitely miss some of that stuff, right? Like I missed it, now that I think about it, I don't like to say that I missed much from the military, but some of the workouts, man, that's probably the thing that I missed the most. And you can still get that in other places, right? There's like CrossFit classes and things like that. But I've also been able to do that by myself a lot. I'm also amazed sometimes when I play basketball, even just by myself, when I'm shooting around, like I'm not just shooting around, right? Like I'm sweating by the end of shooting around because I'm doing things and pushing myself. Why? Because if I'm going to coach again this year, or if I'm just playing basketball with somebody, like I want to be, I want to practice the way that I want to play, even if I'm just playing for fun. Um, and I think that we have to bring that back of, of being able to push ourselves. And when I'm in the gym or I'm reading or I'm praying, I'm thinking about how can I, how can I do this the best possible way? Right. Uh, in, in my space, in my faith life, if I'm spending time with my wife, like, Am I reflecting on actually be, being better, becoming better at being more present? How can I ask my wife better questions? How can I love my wife more than I do or in a better way than I currently do? Um, how can I show up to work better? What are the things that are allowing me to show up to work feeling prepared? Am I showing up at the very last minute and feeling rushed into every day? Or am I actually getting up on time so I have time to read, walk my dog, pray, eat breakfast, uh, pray with my wife before I show up to work and to get to work on time still? Right. These are the things that we have to honestly evaluate in ourselves and say, am I actually giving my best? Because something that I want to also wake up in, especially in men, and this came from Tim Tebow in this episode, uh, in episode two, I think it was. And this is something I feel deep in my heart and I can overdo this and we can all overdo this sometimes. And so I don't want to, you know, you to take this the wrong way. But there's this scene in the episode and I think men are born this way a lot of times and we kind of sterilize it out of them. But Tim Tebow is talking about when he was on his first baseball team. He remembers his first organized sport. He's talking about playing baseball. <laughs> this was me, man. Tim Tebow said, my coach said, hey, guys, you know, it's not about win or lose. It's just all about having fun right now. And Tim Tebow was like, and I told him, coach, you're wrong. It's all about winning. And I think that that's a, that's a good mentality to have. And you don't have to, you know, 
get negative or toxic with it and, and start trying to tear other people down so that you can win. But just thinking about winning in life and what it means to be winning in life. And you know whether or not you're winning in life. And, and if you don't know, it's because you've never given yourself any criteria for what winning looks like for you. And so when you start to actually evaluate and give yourself some standards, when you start to say, this is my physical fitness level that I want to live at. This is how I want to be learning and growing on a regular basis. This is my my net worth goals, my salary goals, my whatever. You start to actually set targets for yourself to strive for. That's when you know if you're winning or not. It doesn't have to be a comparison to other people. Sure, in competition in sports, it is. You're, you're actually competing against other people. But just for yourself, how can you set you know goals that that are within your control? That's the most important thing, right? I might not have the biggest podcast. I might not have the biggest Catholic podcast following. I might not be the biggest Catholic speaker. That's fine. My goal is to put out more content than any other Catholic creator. And that's a combination of writing, speaking, and podcasting. And I think that that's, that's part of my goal I've created for myself. Why did I do that? Because I didn't want to be a Catholic speaker. I want to be a Catholic thinker. I want to be somebody that moves things, that brings different perspectives, that challenges status quo. And that's how I think we actually bring reform and, and greatness back to the church is by having Catholic thinkers, not just people who have five talks that they've mastered and they get paid 5,000 a trip to just give those five, to- give one of those five talks and show up and leave. That's not what I want to do. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't inspire me. There's nothing interesting about that. And so that's why when I am giving talks to places, I say, what do you, what would you like me to talk about? And I write a new talk every time. I don't have, you know, old talk notes or talk notes of, of talks that I've given, you know, dozens of times. I like to change the topic. I'm always growing and learning. And so no, the talk's not going to remain the same that it was two years ago because the way that I approach the topic is totally different now because I've read more books. I've listened to more podcasts on it. I've had more conversations about it. I've had more debates in this area. I've thought so much more about masculinity over the last year than when I first made my you know talk for boys that I have some slides for three years ago. And so it's like, I'm, I'm not going to, I might use some of them, but I'm not going to use the exact same thing because I'm not the same person giving the talk. And so I'm going to change and adapt and grow. And I want to challenge myself to be able to do that, to be able to give talks on wide variety of different types of topics and things like that. And so for me, that's what I want to do. I want to be the guy that's putting out three podcasts a week because most, most young Catholic podcasters aren't doing that. Maybe every other week, maybe once a week. And so for me, that's my thing. That's how I want to push myself and challenge myself. And yes, it's difficult. It's hard to make the time for it. It's hard to come up with new topics every time. You have to be consuming a lot of content to be able to put out a lot of content. You have to be spending a lot of time in prayer and thinking and conversations and things like that to keep things exciting and new. But that's just one example, right? And and then where might I be losing it? And I'm trying to gain ground or, or slowly moving along in my physical fitness journey, getting my fitness back post Achilles tear, post weight gain and all that stuff. And it's a grind, right? But that's how you can start to mark and track yourself to say, okay, am I actually making the progress? Am I getting stronger in there? Am I actually pushing myself in the gym? Or am I going and just walking a mile and half ass and then leaving after, you know, 20 minutes of working out, barely, 20 minutes of barely working out? Or am I actually going there with a plan, knowing that I'm going to execute the plan, I'm going to work hard, I'm going to push myself, I'm going to feel sore the next day, I'm going to know by that soreness that I'm actually growing and changing and becoming better? Are you tracking the books that you're reading? Or have you not read a book in the last two years? Or maybe you read one book a year or some bullshit like that? How are you actually pushing yourself to grow, to learn, to understand, to be deeper? Not just watching BS TV, but are you watching things like, for me, this, this untold story of Florida, I'm telling you, like, I want to go to the gym today and crush it because I watch how these guys worked in the gym. Like, I miss doing that. These are the kinds of things I like to watch. I love to watch quarterback on Netflix was another one. To watch the way Patrick Mahomes approaches football and quarterbacking, 
It's like, can I approach podcasting and content creation that way? Can I approach my writing that way? Can I approach my fatherhood that way? Can I still crush it in my profession and be a present father the way that he seemed to be, at least that's how they portrayed him in the episode. It's like, that's the kind of things that I want to strive for. And so I hope this inspires you. I hope it gives you some things to think about um, in, in just the ways that you can, you know, be more present, push yourself harder and think about winning again. Give yourself some criteria of what it means to win, what it looks like to win. How can you win in your budget each month? How can you win in your diet today? How can you win in the gym this week? How can you win in the gym this month? How can you win in reading and growing? How can you win in your spiritual life in prayer and showing up to adoration for four weeks in a row, going to daily mass, you know, two days in a row, going to, you know, praying the rosary three times this week compared to once last week or zero times in the last month, whatever it is for you, but you set your criteria, you go out and get after it. Know that I'm praying for you and pulling for you and uh, continue to fight hard to be your best and God bless you.